0: It's time for the Vegas Golden Knights post-game show presented by AAA Insurance. Now here's Ryan Wallace on the Golden Knights Radio Network.
1: Welcome in to tonight's post-game show presented by AAA Insurance. The Golden Knights fall to the Edmonton Oilers 4 to 3 in overtime. Vegas picking up at least a point in this one and to help us break it down we bring in the voice of the Golden Knights Dan Duva. And, you know, you look at this one, and, and, again, it's a point for the Golden Knights, but you, you certainly look at this game, and there were aspects, there were pockets, where I feel like the Golden Knights could have taken over and, and probably should have come away here with two points.
2: Yeah, yeah. No, I think that's you're, – you're onto something there, Ryan, because just in the third period, the Knights outshot the Oilers 12-5. to You know, that carryover penalty, you know, it's funny. I, I said it at the time, usually benefits the killing team when a power play is broken up by the intermission but I guess it doesn't really work out when it's the Oilers because you got Connor McDavid for a full uh, two minutes basically and he was on the ice for the minute at the end of the second and for the minute at the start of the third and what do you know it is his magic that sets up Zach Hyman for what at the time was the go-ahead goal and just an ill-timed penalty for Martinez and a critical power play goal for the second best unit in the league and Hyman from McDavid and Nugent Hopkins was that go-ahead goal. But other than that, it really was not a strong third period for the Oilers. And uh, Mark Stone gets that goal at 11:33, But it seemed like there were, as you said, a number of additional chances. And we saw that down the stretch with uh, maybe a shortened bench. Saw Carrier playing with Howden and Kessel. Maybe that was to get uh, some kind of a spark. And, you know, Knights, as Gary just broke down, are looking for a way to get more offense from that part of the lineup as much as you love what the top two lines have done what can you rely on a little more consistently from the other group late in the game so uh, with all of that said they got chances now first time we've seen Stuart skinner He looked good only yeah. 21 yeah. games uh 21 starts in his career right
1: yeah, and you know, I, I look at you know tonight's game for me. Special teams is is something we go back to, and obviously, there are two ways to look at it with this game, right? The the Edmonton Oilers are not a good penalty killing team, so you look at the Golden Knights' power play not coming through, not picking them up in a spot. Uh, but then the penalty kill for the Golden Knights has really not been a strong suit so far this season. Yeah, and you know
2: we talked about it earlier. That, you know, with the Oilers. They've got the second-best power play in the league. They've got McDavid, and, you know, they, they managed to break through with one. It, um, it seems to me that you, th- things go well uh, until they don't. The penalty kill looks good, and then somehow there is a slight breakdown someplace. So as good as the Knights are defensively at five-on-five, somehow that little breakdown usually turns into a goal yeah. when it does happen. Now they get through plenty of kills without that breakdown but when they do break down um, you know it, it bites them. So there is some evolution to occur there. Um, it's not something that you can really blame on personnel only today for the first time did you have somebody that you'd like to have on the kill who was unavailable, that being Nick Waugh, but yeah. that wasn't the difference on the, the penalty kill today.
1: When you look at tonight's game, I- not the result obviously that the golden knights want but it's jack eichel versus connor mcdavid and it was an entertaining game it was a fun game and you all, you had both guys really doing uh some work but you know dan uh, when when you look at it how excited are you for this being something that goes back and forth
2: well very excited ryan and i wonder if we've got some
1: sound coming in here is bruce cassidy
3: take what's in front of you whether you have a chance off the rush or play behind their d it happened to be playing behind them um, did a good job with that. Fought our way back into the game, and fortunately, they, um, you know, they made a play in overtime, and they get the win.
4: Is that one that you're happy to take a point out of?
3: Yeah, I mean, we want two points. We're a good overtime team, and we started with the puck, so we had our opportunity to, to, to generate something. And you know, they checked it back, so good for them. Um, but there were some good things to get a point. There's, and then you know, it depends how you look at it, right? The other, if we start a little better and a little cleaner. Uh, maybe we get the two but at the end of the day we'll take the one with we'll head to Vancouver
4: is there anything other than the start that you would have liked to see different
3: yeah I think in the second period our, or the start uh, first period our power play was not not you know the other night we're, we're getting pucks back second chances we didn't get any of that tonight um, obviously the kill to start the third I think we, we anticipated maybe we we're gonna win a race to the puck but uh, all in all like there was pockets of good hockey um, certainly put ourselves in a position to win. Uh, And that's what you're looking for as a coach over 82 games. That um, You know, you want to be in that position. I thought we were. We just didn't get it done.
4: What did you see from Aiden Hill in the third period? A couple saves to ensure that you got at least a point.
3: Yeah, you know, that uh, timely save. I think there was a line change uh, breakaway right after they scored. And that's where you can get away from you. So you need that. Um, Listen, they scored. They didn't get a lot tonight, I didn't think. I thought we were pretty good defensively. Just, you know, when they get chances, some they were obviously high end. The... You know, the breakdown in the PK at the start of the third, the overtime breakaway. Although I, th- I thought Stevie did a good job uh, not allowing him to cut back. So um, net front battle on the first goal, we all could have been better on that one. But all in all, um, they scored good goals on, uh, on us. But, you know, if we're going to win, we probably need one more save along the way. That That's usually what happens. Someone timely goal, timely save. And um, But his game was fine.
1: Thank you, Bruce. Yep. Thanks, Bruce that was head coach bruce cassidy as he addressed the media after tonight's 4-3 loss in overtime to the edmonton oilers a couple of things uh to note there just in talking about aiden hill the the goals that the edmonton oilers were able to put on the board tonight uh, you know it, it's always going to come down to time and place it's always going to be one of those situations where you you need one or two big moments whether it's a goal whether it's a save and you know I, You look at the goals that were scored. I don't know that there's too much else Aiden Hill can can really do in that situation. Specifically, the the go-ahead goal by Zach Hyman to start off the third period. Uh, That play, to me, is made not necessarily because it's Connor McDavid. It's because it's Connor McDavid who's scoring a ton of goals this year. Like, we're talking about nearly a goal-per-game pace right now for Connor McDavid. He's got 16 and 17 games, And, and what Connor does so well here is he's able to delay 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 and you have to respect the shot if you're Aiden Hill you have to respect that McDavid is going to be able to put that puck on net and as soon as McDavid sees Hill cheat to one side he's able to to feather that pass over to Zach Hyman. It's a no-win situation. You hope your defender can take away that pass. It doesn't work out, and for the Golden Knights, that's what led to the go-ahead power play goal to start the third period for the Edmonton Oilers, and from there, you're playing catch-up. Now, the Golden Knights did a great job finding a way to get back and battle into this game, Uh, but I do look at this as an opportunity where the Golden Knights, the way they played in the third period after that goal, the way they locked it down, the chances that they had... uh, you got to find a way to put one more past Stuart Skinner in regulation. They weren't able to do it, and that's really kind of the difference in this game. We're back with more on the AAA Insurance Post Game Show. Presented by Dollar Loan Center, this is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. Welcome back to the AAA Insurance Post Game Show. The, the Vegas Golden Knights have lost to the Edmonton Oilers 4-3 to in overtime. Vegas drops to 14-4-1 on the year. 29 points for the Vegas Golden Knights. Next in action on Monday at 7.30 against the Vancouver Canucks. That will conclude a quick two-game road trip up to Canada where the Golden Knights still have an opportunity to get three out of a possible four points. So all is not lost here. The postgame injury report is brought to you by UMC, the exclusive hospital of the Vegas Golden Knights uh really for the first time this season at least till since game number one where will Carrier was unavailable uh due to an injury it's the first time this year the golden knights are dealing with injuries uh nick wa unavailable in tonight's game dealing with a lower body injury that was aggravated in thursday night's game Uh, and and i think what you're seeing right now is for a golden knights team that is deep Let, let, let me let me be as as clear as i can be I think this Golden Knights team is a deep hockey team. I really do. But when you are losing aspects of your lineup, that's where the depth can come into question. That's where you start to look at things and say, okay, can you navigate a couple of games sometime without your best lineup? Because right now, Nick Watomi is an invaluable member of this Vegas Golden Knights team. He moves the needle in a lot of different ways. So missing him in tonight's game i think really did hurt the vegas golden knights how you're able to kind of branch out and find ways to win without him in the lineup is going to be key especially because we do not know what his status will be on monday night against the vancouver canucks all right let's take a look at the highlights in this game we go back to the first period the oilers jumped on the golden knights to start the game as warren fogel opened the scoring putting home a rebound.
2: Rink wide pass goes to the left point back to the right in the middle. McDavid shoots stop rebound score. The Oilers strike two minutes in. A rebound goal in front. Warren Fogle on the doorstep.
1: And Edmonton takes the early lead. Third goal of the year for Warren Fogle from Ryan Nugent Hopkins and Ryan Murray at 156 of the first period. Made it one to nothing. Edmonton. And shortly after that. Under siege, Aiden Hill had to make our AAA insurance save of the game.
2: Theodore for Amadio. Quick sticks it to the far side. Vegas fails to clear. In the slot, a quick shot save. Rebound. loose in front. And another stop by a sprawling hill. The puck into the far corner.
1: AAA is a proud sponsor of the Vegas Golden Knights, helping you outsmart life on the road and at home with 24-7 roadside assistance, car repair discounts, DMV services, and savings on your home and auto insurance. AAA outsmart life so thanks to that big time save from Aiden Hill the Golden Knights would draw even later in the period as a puck bounced off Keegan Colasar and in. Howden looks to the high right side. Theodore with a wrist shot. Score! Deflected
2: into the goal. Keegan Colasar was out in front and the Knights have tied it.
1: Keegan Colasar's third of the year from Shea Theodore and Brett Howden at 16-22 of the first period tied the game at one. So we'd head to the second period. Game tied at one, the Golden Knights would open the second period with more jump. It led to a Mark Stone breakaway. He was impeded and a penalty shot was awarded, which the captain would score on to give Vegas the lead. Eichel forced to weave
2: all the way back to his own end. Chased by McDavid, but he finds Stone right down the middle, put it on goal, penalty coming. Mark Stone down the slot tripped as he went to the goal and a penalty shot will be awarded knights have been terrible on the power play against the oilers try a penalty shot stone scores the righty came right down the middle he goes low on Stuart skinner
1: stone gives vegas the lead mark stone sixth of the year at 409 in the second period on the penalty shot made it two to one vegas but midway through the period the Oilers started to cook again as Leon Dreisidel would enter the zone, get lost in coverage, and bury a one do- one time backdoor pass.
2: Dreisidel now picked up by Stone on the far boards. To the point, Cody C.C. Dreisidel again to the left for Nurse, closing in. Backdoor pass, a shot score! A lot of net at which to shoot. He puts it home to tie it up 2 2.
1: Tenth goal of the year for Leon Dreisidel from Darnell Nurse and Ryan Nugent Hopkins at 10 29 in the second period tied the game at two. So we'd head to the third period, some carryover power play time for the Oilers, and they'd open the third period once again taking a lead as Zach Hyman scored his ninth of the year a power play goal. Now a
2: chance, McDavid in front of shot, score!
1: And Hyman rifles
2: home the power play goal to make it three 2 Oilers, just 38 seconds into the third period.
1: Zach Hyman from Connor McDavid and Ryan Nugent Hopkins just 38 seconds into the third period made it 3-2 Edmonton, a power play goal. But just past the midway point of the period, the Golden Knights would answer as Mark Stone finished off a great passing play for his second goal of the game. Up the boards into the line. Eichel
2: using his glove. Got it out to the left. Theodore in the middle. Stone shoots and scores!
1: Who told him to shoot that one? Top right corner. Stone ties the game. Mark Stone, seventh of the year, second of the game from Shea Theodore and Jack Eichel at 11.33 of the third period, tied the game at three. Regulation would wind down and overtime would start. With a point secured, Connor McDavid would make an all-world play just into overtime to ice the game, giving the Oilers the win. Oilers tag up. works works work. Petrangelo closes in. Scores!
2: Connor McDavid wins it in overtime. He goes upstairs by the glove on Aiden Hill. Looked like he'd go downstairs then flipped it by inside the right post. McDavid with his second point of the day. His 16th goal of the season. And the Oilers captain delivers Edmonton a 4-3 overtime victory against the Golden Knights.
1: 16th goal of the year for Connor McDavid assist to Darnell Nurse at 1 minute 17 seconds into overtime secures the victory and two points for the Edmonton Oilers 4 to 3 the final score the Oilers defeat the Vegas Golden Knights and once again I, I I look at that as just a, an all world play by Connor McDavid. It's a reload in the neutral zone, three on three. Uh, McDavid is able to turn the corner on Alex Petrangelo. And as Aiden Hill cheats a little bit to the inside, it's not a hard shot, it's a really deceptive, quick shot over the shoulder of Aiden Hill. That's what makes Connor McDavid so dangerous. He's able to read the play. He's able to read the goaltender so well that it's not a shot that he's going to blow by you. It's just a shot that he's going to put in the right spot based on how you're playing certain situations. You see it on the pass to Hyman on the on the power play goal to start the third period. And then you see hit Connor McDavid taking it himself, finding a way, and he's able to get two points for the Edmonton Oilers. For the Vegas Golden Knights, you'll take the point. You're on the road. You know what, you'll take the point. You still have an opportunity here to get three out of a possible four on this two-game road trip, Uh, but again, there were pockets within this game where I just feel like the Golden Knights could have done themselves more favors. They had some good looks in the third period. They had some good looks early on in the game. The Misfits created a lot. They just missed the net. Those are opportunities where you have to convert because it could be the difference between coming away with two points versus coming away with one versus coming away with zero. We're back with more on the AAA Insurance Post Game Show presented by Dollar Loan Center. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network.
0: We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights Post Game Show presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. AAA Insurance
1: Post Game Show. The Vegas Golden Knights fall to the Edmonton Oilers 4-3 in overtime. A goal and an assist for Connor McDavid, an assist for Jack Eichel. We talked about it coming into this game that when you look at Jack Eichel and Connor McDavid in the same division, and then you factor in both teams are good, full health for both players, the expectation for, I think, the Golden Knights and the Edmonton Oilers at least over the next four or five years is that these should be two teams vying for top spot in the Pacific Division. And then beyond that, you're looking at playoff series, you're looking at the stuff legends could be made of. You're looking at potentially the next great rivalry in terms of individual players since Sid and Ovi. Like, at least that's what I think this can be. If it hits its height, if it gets to the pinnacle, if you get amazing performances every single game between Connor McDavid and Jack Eichel, I think it has the potential to be hockey's next big thing. I really do. You need a foil for both Connor McDavid and Jack Eichel. They're that good of hockey players that I think if you continue to have those guys go one-on-one, head-to-head with one another, and then the games are entertaining like tonight was, both guys are showing up in big ways. McDavid obviously is able to get an assist on the third goal of the game for the Edmonton Oilers. Then what does Jack Eichel do? He comes right down, makes a play at the blue line, holds a puck in, starts a passing play, and he imprints himself on this game. And, you know, you looked at overtime. I was, I was, I don't want to say rooting for overtime. I don't root for anything in this sport. I don't. But I was excited to see what both guys could do in overtime. I wanted to see Jack Eichel and Connor McDavid really, honestly, one-on-one. Like, I know it's three-on-three overtime. I would have much rather... You just kind of have two other guys skate to, the si- skate to the side of the ice and just go one-on-one with Eichel and Connor McDavid. That would have been so fun to see. And the skill levels there, the ability for both of those guys to have the puck on their stick for extended periods of time and overtime, to be able to op- utilize the open ice, utilize the space that they have available to them. I was looking for something to happen. And it's unfortunate for the Golden Knights that it was on the stick of Connor McDavid to end overtime. It truly felt like whoever had ball last was going to win. Whoever had the ball in their hands last was going to win the game. That's kind of the the feeling that I got from this game, especially with it going to overtime. I'm telling you right now. These two teams will play 3 more times this year. Every single time I'm expecting a big time game out of one of or both Connor McDavid and Leon, uh, and, and Jack Eichel. I just am they're just that good. So I, I know that it's unfortunate for the Golden Knights to drop this one. 14-4-1, 29 points on the year for the Vegas Golden Knights, but still top spot in the Pacific Division. You still get a step in the right direction, gaining some points here on this two-game road trip. Uh, but really, the, to me, the big questions coming out of this game, outside of how fun it was to see Jack and Connor go one-on-one, head-to-head, I wonder about the makeup right now of the bottom, bottom six, and, and not so much the bottom six. I, I think, you know, your fourth line, Brett Howden, with Will Carrier and Keegan Colasar, that line was perfectly fine tonight for the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, the question is the third line for Vegas. What do you do with Michael Amadio, Paul Cotter, Jake LeCision, and Phil Kessel if Nick was unavailable for Monday and if it's going to be longer than just Monday? if Nick was out for 3 or 4 4 or 5 games like how are you going to be able to balance out your bottom 6 in a way that's going to give you one meaningful minutes and two an ability to win hockey games you know you're going to need more there so i'm really curious to see what Bruce Cassidy ends up doing do you go back to familiarity Do you push Brett Howden back up the lineup, put Jake LeCision in down the middle with Keegan Colasar and Will Carrier? That's an option that I think probably gives you a little bit more, but I do like how good Brett Howden looked tonight with Carrier and Colasar. I just think that those two players on the wings, they're so good, so dialed in, that it brings out a different level out of Brett Howden. You get a point out of Howden tonight. I look at it and say that's the fourth line I want moving forward because when Nick Waugh is available and can get back into the lineup, I want Nick Waugh between either Paul Cotter or Michael Amadio and Phil Kessel because I think the higher-end skill that you've got to work with there can turn into something the Golden Knights can reliably look to to add offense. I do. I think it's there. But you've got to be able to have and trust that your fourth line will be just as good with Brett Howden down the middle as they are with Nick Waugh. So to me, I want to see more from Brett Howden with Carrier and Kolasar, and that just means Bruce Cassidy is going to have to make some decisions on what he does with his third line. I I do think Jake LeCision will draw in for Michael Amadio, or perhaps you slide Amadio to the left You put Jake LeCision down the middle, and you have that be your third line with Phil Kessel on the right side. A lot of questions to answer between now and then, but the Golden Knights are next in action on Monday at 7.30 against the Vancouver Canucks. We're back to wrap it up next on the AAA Insurance Postgame Show presented by Dollar Loan Center. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network.
0: We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights post-game show, presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace.
1: AAA Insurance post-game show. The Vegas Golden Knights fall to the Edmonton Oilers 4 to 3 in overtime. Vegas 14-4 and 129 points on the year. Next in action on Monday at 7:30. Against the Vancouver Canucks tonight's game recap is brought to you by Universal Windows and Solar, and you know for me the 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 Oilers were great to start the period to start the game really it's kind of took it to the Vegas Golden Knights in the first minute uh, minute two three minutes of the first period but you got to give a lot of credit to the Golden Knights they were able to kind of steady their game found a way to tie it up going into the second period then Vegas takes a lead Mark Stone on a penalty shot unable to keep the momentum going on their side the oilers find the equalizer so you've got a tie game going into the third period and it's a special teams gaffe by the golden knights you allow the edmonton oilers to take the lead on a power play goal early on in the third period and then you got to give a lot of credit to the golden knights they shut it down defensively the oilers did not have much of anything going for the back half of that third period, and yet the Golden Knights were unable to find another goal, unable to beat Stuart Skinner again in regulation, and then it's the Connor McDavid show in overtime. That's really it. You have all world players on both sides of the puck. It's no surprise to me that the winner, the game winner in this one, comes off the stick of Connor McDavid and just an all world play with open ice at three on three. That's going to do it for us here. On the AAA Insurance Post Game Show. Extended Post Game Show is next. Presented by Dollar Loan Center. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network.
0: It's the Extended Vegas Golden Knights Post Game Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Let your voice be heard by calling in at 702-876-1340. Now, here's your host,
1: Ryan Wallace. Hey, extended game show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. The Golden Knights fall for the first time in overtime this season to the Edmonton Oilers. 4-3 the final, 14-4-1 for the Vegas Golden Knights. 29 points on the year, still tops in the Pacific Division taking on the vancouver canucks on monday in vancouver at 7:30. that'll conclude a quick two-game road trip and then it'll be a three-game homestand all surrounding thanksgiving 702-876-1340 is the number i'm curious to see where the phone calls are going to go tonight 702-876-1340 i, I want to know what your take on this game was because i look at it for a number a number of different angles and while you like the fact that the golden knights were able to come back after surrendering a power play goal to start the third period you like that they were able to come back you like that they were able to get a point out of it but when they shut it down so well the back half of the third period and they generated such good looks such good chances to me this feels like a game where the golden knights left a point on the table i know they had to tie it up to get into overtime i get that but it still feels like the Golden Knights left one on the table. I wonder if you agree with me. 702-876-1340. Give me a call if you do agree with me. Give me a call if you don't agree with me. That's what this is all about. It's your post-game show. I want to hear from you. 702-876-1340. Let's head out to the phone lines. Bring in Mike. Hey, Mike, how you doing?
5: Well, I'll give you a call because I don't agree with you. I, I do feel very pleased that we got a point out of this. And mainly it's because you're on the road. You're playing the Oilers, and you're also behind with less than a quarter of the game to go. So, you know, under 10 minutes, and you're still behind. It's, I, as far as I'm concerned, I'm very grateful to get that point. Now, there were some negative things, and Gary Wallace, uh, Gary Wallace, that's you. <laughs> Gary, <laughs> Gary uh, had mentioned it on the post game. Um, but you know the truth is uh, he when he said some very critical things about the third line and about the fact that Kelly McCrimmon's got to go out and get a perhaps a forward with a little NHL experience would you agree with that or not
1: i think that what you need is is a healthy lineup to be completely honest with you like and that's going to be the big question for the golden knights in terms of depth i If you have Nick Waugh available to you tonight, I think you've got Nick Waugh down the middle, right, of your fourth line. You've got Brett Howden up with Paul Cotter. Um, You're not having Michael Amadio down the middle. And I I do think that for this team to be as good as they can be, you can't really have anybody missing out of your lineup, at least not impactful players. And Nick Waugh right now is an impactful player for the Vegas Golden Knights. Now, that being said, coming into the year i felt like they were a forward short uh i don't know what that forward should look like i don't know if i'm leaning more toward uh, a more responsible two-way center iceman or if i want a a a higher impact offensive player on the wing i don't know which way i'm leaning but if i'm guessing as to what the golden knights are probably going to do at some point this season closer to the trade deadline i think they're going to assess what the third line is what they want it to be and maybe target a player that they can get to get that identity going on that line
5: okay all right well gary didn't sound very positive about the near future but you're saying as we get closer to the trade deadline which is weeks and weeks away but uh, the one thing it's always bothered me and i'm going to throw this out at you and and maybe you can give me a knee jerk on it I just don't think that a secondary assist or even a first assist should be worth as much as a goal. Have you ever explored that?
1: No, I, I get your point on secondary assists, but there are secondary assists that are not quite, uh, they're not, they're not all created equal. Like you can have some pretty passing plays where the goal is just a formality on what you were able to do in passing the puck and opening things up, tap in goals are, are not, to me, uh, worth more for the goal scorer. It's because you just were able to move the puck. I don't have any issue whatsoever with goals and assists counting the same. I think two, pro- two, two assists and one goal, that's kind of all you need in terms of scoring. Uh, but I'm not like a huge secondary assist guy. It's why I wasn't uh, fawning over Jonathan Huberdeau last year.
5: Yeah. <laughs> Good point. Well, one Oh and one would be just fine with me. I don't know how everybody else feels, but I'd like to hear about it.
1: Yeah. You know, I, I, thanks for the call, Mike. I, I again, I, I, I get why you don't agree with me um, because you're on the road, because it's the Edmonton Oilers, because it's Connor McDavid. Like I, I get all that, but the Oilers had just five shots on goal in that third period, the golden Knights through 12 at Stuart Skinner. Like, there were opportunities there for the golden knights to win this game in regulation there just were and you know i I know i'm being critical here but we're talking about a team that rattled off nine straight wins right like this is a golden knights team that had every opportunity in this game to get two points and and i just feel like in that spot limiting edmonton as well as they did with chances to bear down uh, you're looking at that and saying, okay, this Golden Knights team, if they bear down, they win this game, they win it in regulation. And it's not a tightly buttoned-up Edmonton Oilers defensive team anyway. So that's why I feel like this one feels like a point left on the table for the Golden Knights. 702-876-1340 is the number. Let's head back out to the phone lines. Bring in Stephanie. Hey, Stephanie, how you doing? I'm doing okay.
4: How are you doing, Ryan? Oh, I'm good. So first off, fun to come say hi. The um, burger was great at Park Tavern. and people should come and hang out.
1: Yeah, it was awesome. I appreciate you coming down, spending a little bit of time watching the game. It's always a blast.
4: Yeah, so um, unfortunately that uh, first period was really lackluster compared to the rest of the game and they did get better and really addressed it and just didn't have quite enough to get it there at the end. Um, it It's It's good to see that they got one point at least because there were, you know, several losses that we've had this year already that you felt like they should have at least gotten back in it and gotten that point. So, you know, not all quite doom and gloom. Um, Honestly, some really great plays from Aiden Hill. Um, Yeah, he let some goals in, but he kept them in that game and was definitely a big part of why they were able to push it and get overtime um, to get the one point.
1: Yeah, you know what? I'm right there with you. Like, I, I don't think Aiden Hill had a bad game tonight at all. Um, again, it's it's four goals scored, right? So you're going to look at that. You want to tighten it up. You don't want to continue to make a habit out of allowing four goals in a game. But, you know, I just look at the last two goals that were scored in this one by the Edmonton Oilers. You have Connor McDavid, who's got 16 goals now on the year, which is ridiculous, right? Just ridiculous. <laughs> you have to respect the shot, and if you don't get that lane taken away on the pass across to Hyman, it's going to be a goal every single time. And then what happens? Aiden Hill's got to make another read on a, essentially a one on one with Connor McDavid. Hill tries to lean because he doesn't want to get beaten around. Uh, to the far side by Connor McDavid. And McDavid's just able to kind of read that, chip it over him, and in. Like, you, you kind of want more from Alex Petrangelo in that spot. So, uh, to me, I don't know that goaltending was necessarily an issue tonight for the Vegas Golden Knights. I think that you just had Connor McDavid making two out-of-this-world plays that really allowed the Edmonton Oilers to get two points.
4: Yeah, when when you're playing against Connor McDavid, it, it, it's really hard to ask a goaltender to be even better than you know what they've been and like I said he Aiden Hill had those saves that kept him in the game there were you know he he let some in against Connor with David but he also stopped some great stopped.
1: you know and, and to your point Stephanie you talked about a lackluster start to the game lackluster first period if not for Aiden Hill it's probably two or three nothing going the other way for the Edmonton Oilers yeah. out of that first period couldn't agree more all right thanks for the call Stephanie great call as always um, you know, again, it, you're going to win some, you're going to lose some. I'm not, I'm not upset that the Golden Knights got a point out of this game. You're going to take a point on the road anytime you can get it. Again, I just look at the way that the Golden Knights were so buttoned up defensively in that third period. There really wasn't a lot going on for the Edmonton Oilers. And the, the, the Golden Knights generated a lot of good looks in the third. Uh, those are the moments where you just want a puck to go, a bounce to fall for you. And when you go through a nine-game win streak those bounces tend to fall for you when you're not necessarily stringing together wins and wins and wins those bounces tend to go away from you it's the law of averages working out in terms of hockey but for the golden knights you'll take the point you'll turn your attentions now to monday night against the vancouver canucks 702-876-1340 is the number do you feel like tonight was okay great golden knights got a point that's awesome or do you feel like vegas by not converting on some chances maybe special teams left a point on the table tonight give me a call let me know where you stand 702-876-1340 we're back with more on the extended post game show fox sports las vegas
0: back to your calls on the extended vegas golden Knights post game show here's ryan wallace Extended post-game
1: show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas, 702-876-1340 is the number. The Golden Knights fall 4-3 in overtime to the Edmonton Oilers. Connor McDavid, a goal and an assist. Jack Eichel, an assist on the game-tying goal in third period for for Mark Stone. Mark Stone, two goals. You like to see that from your captain. And a goal on a penalty shot for Mark Stone like it's not often you're going to see Mark Stone in alone on a breakaway let alone Mark Stone getting a penalty shot within a game but if Logan Thompson's on the bench Mark Stone has a good shot scoring a goal on a penalty shot Mark between periods told Ashley Weiss does a great job was on the pregame show on AT&T Sportsnet with the Vegas Golden Knights Mark Stone told Ashley Weiss that Logan Thompson gave Mark Stone the scouting report on where to shoot on Stuart Skinner on the penalty shot. Said, ah, go Fievel. What did Mark Stone do? Came in, found his spot, and it's a quick release that beats Stuart Skinner. Mark Stone is one of those players. The, uh, the hockey IQ, it, it's there. He's such a smart player, and it comes through in those moments comes through when he's got an opportunity one-on-one with a goaltender we talk about Connor mcdavid right reading aiden hill and where aiden is leaning where he's moving what areas of the net are there and how he can kind of quickly shovel a puck not necessarily put a not not necessarily use everything that he's got all his strength on a shot but kind of shovel it where it needs to go same concept for mark stone on that on that penalty shot he was just able to come in kind of lull Stuart Skinner to sleep a little bit, and then real quick, bang, bang, in the back of the net, through the five hole, no real chance there for the goaltender. So it was a big moment, a big play. You like the stretch pass from Jack Eichel to get Mark Stone the initial look, but then you like Mark Stone putting it home. You give the Golden Knights a lead there in the second period. You kind of hope that at that point you're able to to really tighten things down defensively. There were some zone entries for the Oilers after that. One directly led to a goal for Leon Dreisaitl to tie the game. So there were were pockets within the game, as Bruce Cassidy called it, where there was good hockey from the Golden Knights. Uh, But certainly the Oilers did uh, just a little bit more at the end of the night, just a little bit more in the overtime period. And for the Golden Knights, you'll take the point. You'll go on, you'll move on to Vancouver on Monday at 7.30, 14-4 and 1, the record right now for the Vegas Golden Knights. We're back to wrap it up next on the extended postgame show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas.
0: Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace.
1: Hey, extended postgame show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. The Golden Knights fall to the Edmonton Oilers, 4-3 to in overtime. 29 points on the year for the Vegas Golden Knights. We'll wrap up a quick two-game road trip on Monday at 7.30 against the Vancouver Canucks. Vegas looking to go three out of four, three out of possible four points on this two-game road trip. Now, this game for me, it was an interesting one. It was back and forth. You had two teams that... I think played a really strong game for for stretches. There were pockets where the Golden Knights were certainly the better team. There were pockets where the Edmonton Oilers were the better team. And you get three on three, you get to a lot of open ice. If the puck's on Connor McDavid's stick, it's going to be hard. Just like if the puck is on Jack Eichel's stick, it's going to be hard for opposition to shut down the Vegas Golden Knights. So you look at this one, you'll take the point, and you'll move on to Vancouver. That's where you're focused right now if you are the Vegas Golden Knights. That's going to do it for me here. Thanks to Mateo Lopez-Gonzalez for making sure everything sounds great. Thanks to Bobby Machado back in the studio, and thanks to you, our listeners, and our callers. It's your post-game show. It's not as much fun without your input. Until Monday, have a great night, everybody. We'll talk to you then right here on Fox Sports Las Vegas.